Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, this is Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I am here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle and my very bitey, purry cat, Ollie. <laughs> and we are going to answer some of your questions, although I think Oliver is going to remain silent. Want a bit? So we have some questions for today. And the first one is this one. Okay. Um, I get that once you finish one script or novel or project, whatever it is, you have accomplished something that most people never even get to do. My problem is that I don't want to suck. I bounce my story ideas off of friends who say, yes, write it. They get very excited, but I don't want it to suck. I'm trying to get over that, but I feel like I'm slogging through the muck and mire and getting stuck in it without even starting the project. I'm almost done with the plotting of the trilogy in broadest strokes. My muse loves to plot twists and turns, but she takes her time, so I let her. But I need to at least get the first draft done. I will say that in doing this I have foreshadowing in the first book that will turn up in the later books, so yay. But how do I get through the paralysis and just do it? I know I should, but the fear is paralyzing and I know I wouldn't want to share it with anyone. It's like I want to come out with a finished book and not a first draft. It's driving me crazy. Mind you, I keep plotting, not writing. If you have any words of advice, I would love to love the help. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, this is where I started. I think, I think this, this is, is where everywhere starts. Right, right. right. Everyone starts with this, this absolute dread of sucking. I'm going to take just a second here and set you free. You are going to suck. Just, just... Embrace it, love it, all first draft sucks. I am doing my, I don't know how many novel, novelist, novel right now. I, I have absolutely no idea at this point how many novels I have written and how many starts I have abandoned along with them. And there are quite a few on my hard drive. Um, and I, I go in with this mindset. It's going to suck, but it's first draft. Mm-hmm. And if you allow yourself to think that, you don't tighten up. You don't get all tense. You don't get all nervous. You don't you don't start the book by thinking, oh, my God, no one has ever used that word in the first sentence of a novel. And then bury yourself in the paranoia. And I, I started there. We all start there yeah. with this absolute fear that you're going to stink the place up. Well, you are because you haven't done it before. But all first draft sucks, but all first draft is fixable. Well, let's talk about the suckage first. I mean, getting over that fear is very difficult. And it's something that we all have to go through. We all are going to suck at first. And Mm -hmm. like Holly's saying is that everything is fixable. But 
you don't start from how do I fix this thing that doesn't exist? Right. You have to make it exist first. So you have to go through that bunches of horrible pages, the, 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 the just massive amount of, of like just coming across an empty page and kind of stuttering on the page like I stutter on the podcast. <laughs> you, you just go through and you try to figure out what each scene is is about you, you can't worry about fixing something that doesn't exist yet you have to worry first about creating that thing right and that is that is a huge point you don't touch first draft you write it you set yourself small goals for each day you know i i i was doing oh i think i had read a lawrence block one of the lawrence block writing books when I started the first novel. And he said something about doing 10 pages a day. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do 10 pages a day. That was, that was, you know, a lot. But it did allow me to write my really massively sucky book a lot faster. Um, I did 10 pages a day. I burned out in the middle. And then I came back at the end. And on my, my deadline of nine months for the book, I wrote um, more than 10 pages for the last few days. And I, I finished the thing on time. It was horrible. But I had it done. And I had proven to myself that the process worked. And one thing that I did right was I did not go back and read through and try to fix anything while I was writing it. I wrote the whole massive lump of atrocity in one go. I know that not touching first draft is, is huge. And I have learned that the hard way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who have started doing that in the forums are noticing a a significant difference in their their ability to write more not yeah. just for the time that it took them to go back and fix things but also just for the the ability for the words to come out faster and better and clearer and just because you're freeing up that muse, that, that right side of your brain that isn't always worried that the left side of the brain is going to come in and say, well, that isn't worded correctly, or that isn't how I want to put that. It, the more you shut that side up, the more open you're going to be to just writing. But I also wanted to just say, it isn't just about not fixing stuff in first draft. It's about being brave enough to, to write. just suck. Yeah, to write the first thing, even though you know. Yeah. That I mean, it's it's the same thing with art. You you don't have to show anybody your chicken scratch. You don't have to show anybody your first draft. In fact, Holly tells people all the time, don't ever show first draft. No, never. Never. You don't do that. The, the biggest thing I can say is that this fear and this procrastination is going to rob you of, of time that you could spend writing and getting better it is going to take time away from your future it's mm -hmm. it's basically robbing you the fear and the procrastination and the never finishing anything never starting anything never getting to the middle and then figuring things out is going to rob you of time that you could spend telling more stories yeah. and if there's anything that I could change from my past it would be to go back and tell myself to just write. To yeah. 
it's it's just one of those things that you can't really you can't go back and fix it but you can at least try to get other people to hear that truth and especially if you're younger or anything you could have decades and decades and decades to go on writing you could have an entire life career but anywhere you are any age you are you can start and within a couple of years you could have publishable work yeah. that's doing well I mean yeah. it, it could be less than a couple of years <laughs> it could it could there are people who um, learn how to revise quickly and take the shitty first draft and turn it into something readable. And you will get better with every finished novel that you revise. That's or a finished two. story. Or finished story, or finished yeah. short story. And I will note too that I was an idiot when I wrote my first book. I absolutely was. I was taking um, a wildly successful professional writer as my, um, my goal to follow. And using his process as a wildly successful professional writer who was writing 10 pages a day. And yeah. it never occurred to me to do less than that. It never occurred to me that it would be okay to start small, to mm -hmm. start with uh, 350 words or 500 words or just ten, one 10 minute timer, which was one of the things that really cut me loose and, and set me free was starting to write to a 10 minute timer because there was these, I, I wasn't thinking about the words, I was thinking about telling a piece of the story in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was like growing wings. It was awesome. Um, and I, I just, I loved that. As some people in our thread do Pomodoros instead, which mm -hmm. are 25 minute blocks. Some people do 15 because 10 minutes is too short for them. Yeah, and some people can't write to a timer. Yeah, and some people, yeah, some people just start the timer for the first 10 minutes or 20 minutes, and then they don't need it anymore because they're in the zone. Right. Whatever it is, we just say try. We just say we're giving you all of these different ideas and, and, and tips and stuff. Just try something out if you've never tried it before and give it a good solid try, at least a week of, of trying something before you just give up on, on it and say that's not for me. Yeah, and, and then finally, and I, I know I already kind of mentioned this, but I really, really have to, have to make this a big deal. Don't, you know, you can read through the words you wrote the day before so that that gets you kind of back into the zone when you start writing, but you don't touch them. I highly, highly recommend when you're first starting out that you read, that you print out your pages so that you can see the pile building so that you, ha you can see what you have accomplished. And you read the previous day's work before you get started, but you don't touch the pages. You don't touch anything that you have written. You make no changes until the entire project is done. Whatever length it is, 500 word flash fiction, 1200 word short story, uh, 90,000 word novel you don't touch the words until it's done. And you will get progressively better working through the story as you go through it, as you, as you read your previous day's work, as you write that day's work, and then as you print it out and let it go. Because you are building a, a visible um, edifice of your success 
in those pages sitting on your desk, you are building this tangible proof that you are doing this thing. And my first, uh, my first novel I wrote on a typewriter. So, you know, I had that. And when I got my first computer, I started printing out the pages because I found it so helpful to, to see my day's progress. Um, so just, just start, let yourself suck. Every book you revise will make you a better writer. Every book you finish and revise after it is completely finished, let me be very specific there, will make you a better writer for the next one. Yeah, and that's the big thing, sort of takeaway for that question, is everybody's going to suck. You know, it's 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 a lot of fear and a lot of procrastination that you just have to get past. And I think that's a perfect example of perfect because yeah, and that that's that's from Holly's How to Think Sideways class. A lot of people go through this kind of. I'd say the majority of people go through this realization, especially if they have had these ideas and they finally sit down and they write for the first time and they realize that what is coming out on the page is not what they had in their head and they don't know how to write it. They don't know how to get that idea down right. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to include and what not to include. And it's just, it's coming out this brown steaming pile when in your head it's this glorious little diamond or pile of diamonds that is the process that that's how we have to and and as we go our first draft becomes less of a gigantic elephant dung heap and more of like maybe the ideal goal at the end is just a cat turd or something I don't I don't know I don't know how many times I have gone into some sort of poop talk but I do apologize um the, the point, though, is that everybody's going to suck. It's just you start to suck less and you start to suck less. And like Holly has mentioned, everything is fixable. After it's it, done. Yeah, after it's done because yeah. then you know what to fix or you learn what to fix by rereading and revising. Yeah. And it's, it's going to take you longer to revise something than somebody who's a professional. Because remember, Holly also mentioned that... As a beginning brand new newbie who's never written anything really before, she sat down with the goal of what a professional writer did and burned herself out on that. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with revision is that you're not going to be able to do it the same pace that somebody who's done it 30 times can do. Right. And also your stuff does get better as you go. So revisions generally get a little easier as you go. that's part of why it's going to be faster for you when you get plus you just you know what to look for you know what to fix you don't have to make as many notes and you don't make as many mistakes as becca noted um in the the how to think sideways course that's what i start with in the first lesson is that safe safe never starts and perfect never finishes safe is where if you don't write it you don't have to be afraid of making a mistake but you never write anything and if you insist on everything on the page being perfect, you'll never get done because you'll keep changing the first sentence and the first line and the first page and the first chapter over and over and over again, and you'll never get done. So let go. Trust yourself to make mistakes and then be able to recover from them in revision. Okay. 
so let's go on to the next question and this one is very long um but again this is something that i feel a lot of people run into that's why i picked both of these questions because they they just they they seem very general writer issue but the questioner felt that the question was very much just part of their own struggle mm -hmm. and i wanted to point out like that's why i lumped these two together because a lot of writers feel like okay well how are how is everybody else doing so amazing i suck i i i have this problem and you know how come i have this problem it, dude it's like everybody don't worry about it <laughs> you know you are not alone we all suffer through a lot of different things as writers everybody who is writing especially in the earlier stages they're struggling you know there's there's a lot of trying to figure things out and not knowing what is just a you thing and what is just an everybody thing. And I can tell you that there's probably very, very little that is just a you thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so this question is, I write wildly out of order. Usually I start on what I think is the beginning. I write for a while, three to 4,000 words or so. Then at some point, and sometimes only after I've set it aside, I'll start to see the whole story. And the ideas start coming really fast, and I'll write in a rush for a period of hours or days or weeks. Sometimes I'll write full scenes, sometimes only snippets as placeholders if I don't know more. But I always write an ending. Usually the middle is fuzzy. I have a beginning and an end, but I'm not sure how to connect the two. Also, I'm left with a huge mess. Even though I write in Scrivener, I'm often writing ideas as they come to me, and sometimes the writing is simply description that needs to go somewhere. Sometimes it's a single line to represent a scene that's needed. It's kind of a hybrid behind, between drafting and outlining, I guess. And the mess of it all stops me from truly finishing a revised version of the story. I truly feel like I'm the writer version of the Hoarders TV show. That's what all of my drafts look, feel like. For a short while, I tried to practice simply writing a story in order from beginning to end, and it worked. But the fun of it is always that rush of words and skipping around in the story. When I try to take that away, I take away some of the fun and writing no longer feels like playing. The last seven stories I have written have turned out this way, all ranging from 6,000 words to 4,500 words. And this is always the point where I get stuck. So I'm starting to think this is just my process, but it's stopping me. I guess I'm asking several questions. Do I treat the mess as a first draft, even though it doesn't really have a middle, and take it through a revision? I've hesitated taking them through how to write, how to revise your novel, because even though I have an ending, do I have a first draft? And how do I even make such a draft for that class? Do I make my process different, even though this way feels natural and fun, yet it's stopping me? <laughs> do you have any fun tricks for connecting beginnings and endings? Any advice for someone who likes me who writes out of order? Now, this question did get moved to the forums, even though originally this person had sent this to Holly and, and asked the question um, because I, I saw it in the forums and I know that we had recently, some of us had recently responded to her. But 
There is a lot in this. This is an awesome question. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you know, too, like, I don't know how Holly responded. I know there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this question thinking, oh, my God, me. Yes, hello. Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially the the writer's version of Hoarder's TV show. Dude, like, every time I move at least three or 400 pounds, I don't know. I could be wrong in guesstimating. No, it's probably more than that. And I know guesstimate is not a word. But it's, I have probably a ton worth of paperwork that is all of my writing from when I was younger like from 11 up not including the stuff I've lost not including the stuff that's on hard drives and thumb drives and the (laughs) I totally understand and get that and a lot of what you're saying is stuff that I used to do too and I know Holly's already answered this for for this particular question asker but this is such a relatable question. Mm-hmm. It is. It, and it is a wonderful question. So so let me first say, yeah, this is a process. It is a pure pantser process, and it is absolutely valid. Pure pantsers, just like everybody else, do finish books um, and do finish revisions. This is a process that depends heavily on a solid revision after a crazy first draft. Um, so when the writer asks, well, is this mess my first draft? Is this thing where I have some ideas thrown in and I've got stuff kind of dragged around into a specific order and I've got a whole bunch of chapters written and I've just got some kind of stuff in there that I don't know if it fits. Is that my first draft? Yes. Yeah. Because you got to the end. Yeah. You wrote the ending. That's your first draft. You're done. With this being so scattered. She had a whole bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. So you do treat the first draft, this mess, as a first draft because you got to the ending. Even if you had a couple of scenes that were just sentence placeholders. Even, like, for Glass House, the only placeholders I had were the last four scenes. Five scenes. No, four scenes. The last four point-of-view scenes were placeholders, but I knew how it ended. Right. So I had an ending. And that counts as a first draft. Right. Right. So as long as you have a beginning and an end and some form of, of middle, I mean, even if it's mostly placeholders. Right. That's still, that, that is a full story. It might, in part, be told pretty briefly. And you're going to have a lot of work to do in the revision to fill out the skinny parts. But that is an absolutely valid uh, pantser process. And, yeah, you get to keep that. So that was her, her second question was, well, do I make that my process? Well, no. Well, the, the other question was, do I take it through revision? But, yeah, we've, we've definitely answered that. And it is a first draft. So the process is, do I try to make my process different, even though this way feels natural and fun, but it is stopping me? Yeah, well, if it's, it's not stopping you from finishing the story. Say, yeah. Yeah, you're getting your endings. It's not stopping you. It's it's you just don't didn't know that that was a valid first draft and right. that you can go from there. Right. So yeah, that's um, so then you you just do it. You do, you're having fun. You are excited. You are getting through it. You are getting from the start to a finish and creating a whole story. Yeah, and that's a kick-ass process. It's a messy one to fix and to clean up, 
But hey, at some point, every novel is going to be messy, no yeah. matter what process you use. And if you have one that works and that you love, just keep with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any fun tricks for connecting the beginnings and endings? And I'm assuming that she means like in first draft, not in revision. Yeah. Um, I use the sentence when I realize I have done stuff either out of order or um, I, I've written something that I don't think really fits. Um, I do occasionally do these little sentence things and I'll, in Scrivener, put in extra chapter spaces at the places where I think I need some more and I will do a protagonist versus antagonist in a setting with a twist thing and I will fit it in between the scenes where I'm missing stuff or because in Scrivener you can drag stuff around I will simply drag scenes to the places where they need to be. Um, I will try and come up with alternatives for scenes that I think went kind of dumb uh, and put in just a scene card, a sentence card for those uh, ahead of or behind uh, the scene that I think I did wrong. And I will read through it and see if there's anything I can keep. But at the same time, uh, I do have a fallback that I can, I know where the story is going next. And I always just make sure that I have the story in chronological order, um, whatever that might be by the time I call it finished. Uh, there are some times when I don't have the actual whole novel written when I call it finished. Um, mostly, mostly I'm kind of a linear writer, but not always. Sometimes I pants. Sometimes I pants the hell out of stuff. If you're trying to come up with something that, let's say you're running a little short, you already know where the ending is going to be, and there's this gap and you're not sure what to do, you can always go back and try to find what Holly calls toys on the floor, but you can create subplots or little extra conflicts if you don't want to go as big as a subplot. You can find extra conflicts by toys on the floor, and you don't have to be in revision to do this. You can just go back through and try to find something that, oh, why is that there? Oh, maybe I can use that to to add another twist or turn or something, which is, I think some people you know obviously some people run long but some people run short and they mm -hmm. can't figure out the way to fill their entire goal word count or goal book size so part of that can be during first draft and you have to go back and think about okay well what am I missing out on here what can I include just more conflict Boys on the floor is a revision process. Right, but I'm saying it doesn't have to be. Right. The idea is just about finding... Stuff that you forgot you put in there. Yes, and you don't have to use that in revision only. Mm -hmm. I've done it several times um, in books in order to make length yeah. or in order to find new conflict because it was I was solving the conflicts. And... It's, a, it's something that if you've taken the How to Revise Your Novel course and you have revi revised things before or have gotten to that point and you're writing something new now, it's something that you can learn to utilize in, your, in the pieces that you're working on now. So just the idea of finding something and going through that old stuff and, and finding the, the little secrets is huge. It's really important to remember 
when you do this, that in first draft, if you're using toys on the floor, you don't make any changes in the existing stuff. I think that we've made that pretty clear, but yeah. The last question that she had was, do you have any advice for people like me who write out of order? If it works, keep doing it. <laughs> if you are getting to the end of a story and writing an ending and you like the beginning and you like the beginning and you've got some sort of a middle in there that you're willing to do the work on, then that's a process that works for you. Just keep it. If you're not getting an ending, if you're getting hung up, if you're stalling out in the midpoint and just feeling lost and depressed and you, uh, your answer to that is to just give up, walk away, and start another story, then yeah, you've got to revisit this. You've got to look at it, maybe maybe change the process. A little, yeah. Or, or I mean, entirely, but it's, like you say, there's no one true way to write no. and there's no one true way to write even the next book. No, I'm, Your process can change from story to story or book to book. It does. It, my process changes all the time. I have some things that are my go-tos. Um, I generally start with a 10-minute timer and I try to write first draft with a 10-minute timer and some days it takes setting the damn timer every single time uh, in order to get through what I want to accomplish for the day. And sometimes I'll start the timer and sometimes I'm so damned excited that I have the timer up and I don't even remember to turn it on and I just write um, I have things kind of outlined. Uh, I will I will do a little block outline of, of scenes with scene sentences sometimes. And sometimes, as with the book that I'm writing right now, the Ohio novel, I had just this general concept. This the like I said, I, I pantsed the whole novel, uh, or I pantsed everything after about the first three chapters. And it came together very well. It didn't come together in the way I anticipated. But that's one of the fun things about pantsing is that things don't. Um, and then I handed off to Matt. And there was one part of it where he, he came, I came down the next morning. He had finished reading it. He said, okay, first, this is good. You got it. Second, you made me laugh so hard. He said on this one line, and he tried to repeat the line and, and got laughed so hard again, he couldn't even repeat the line. And then he gave me six pages of revision notes. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, it's there. Your process will change from book to book. It can change in the middle of a book. Uh, but you just, if you're getting the pages, if you're getting the words, and if you are enjoying the process, whatever it might be at the time, you're doing it right. All your, your objective is to get to the end of a story. And if you're getting the beginning, a middle, the ending, then you put it aside and you go back and you revise it and you make it what it needs to be. But you just look at this as a way to enjoy a portion of your life and have fun with it and love what you're doing. And if you're getting that, you're doing it right. Nice. That has been our episode uh, with the next two questions that we have covered. And you can follow us on the socials at A-I-A-R-W-I-P, on Twitter, Alone with Invisible People, on Instagram, Alone in a Room with Invisible People, on Facebook. You can connect with us at hollyswritingclasses.com. You can find the forums, our podcast forums in there. Connect with us, find this episode, ask us questions if you had questions. Give uh, your own tips and advice of how you deal with these kind of situations or have dealt with them in the past, anything that's worked for you. Because remember, these people that wrote us these questions thought that they were alone uh, or thought that they had very individual problems. And 
they're both very common problems that a lot of us run into. Um, so your advice might be helping yet somebody else who maybe they still feel like they're not, you know, like completely answered or didn't connect with every bit of advice because that's what we are in Holly's writing classes.com. It's a community. So Holly, what is the takeaway for today's episode? The takeaway is that writing is a very solitary feeling process. You are alone in your head in, in the entire world. You are completely isolated with this story that you are creating. It's just you. It's no one else. It's your thoughts. It's your work. It's your process. It's your passion. And it feels very isolating when you're doing it. But the fact is you're not alone. There are so many of us who do this and who have gone through this and who have found that having a very nice community to come and hang out with and having people to talk to can remove a lot of the pressure and the stress and set you free to just take the chances and write your books and, um, and love what you're doing and know that, yeah, you're alone while you write, but you're not alone as a writer. I love that. That was very well put. All right. Well, I'm just going to say we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all of your questions. Thank you for trusting us with your questions. And I will see you guys next week, Holly. Um, and I'll see you too. And, you know, come on into the forums. Let me know how it goes. Um, it takes me sometime, sometimes a while to get onto the boards and read questions and answers and stuff like that. But I, I get there. And what you do matters. And that's why we do this is because your writing matters and you can do this.